Two years ago, I sat down with a badass sommelier, Leslie Miller, who changed my tasting life forever by giving me a phrase that I, has turned into like a doctrine of curiosity for me in my life. I literally think about this phrase multiple times a week. And if you, if you don't know, a wine sommelier is essentially a wine expert, or they're trained and knowledgeable wine professionals that typically work in restaurants, but they specialize in like everything that has to do with wine, including wine and food pairing. But here's the deal. Whenever you uh, start to dive into wanting to be more intentional about tasting and uh, recognizing the flavor profiles or the smells you're smelling, whether it's in coffee, wine, uh, craft beer, or scotch, or any other kind of whiskey, it can be kind of intimidating at, at first because you look at any professional and they're throwing out things like, ooh, I'm tasting, ooh, I'm getting hints of rubber tire, or you know, I'm getting tastes of uh, burnt caramel sugars. You're like, where the hell are you pulling this from? Over the past few years, I've realized that if someone, if total moron like me can, can, can learn how to uh, be, get uh, expand my palate and be better at picking out tasting notes and things I'm smelling while I'm drinking and eating. Anybody can do it. It's a learned trait, but here's the deal. You just have to practice it. So I found this uh, really fun habit that I've implemented in my life. I call it hyper specific tasting notes. It's something my wife Sarah and I do all the time. It's really goofy. I want to share that with you. I want to share this phrase that Leslie Miller taught me in our podcast conversation a couple years ago. And I want to share with you why the hell my coffee tastes like a Wendy's crispy chicken sandwich with lettuce and mayo this morning. Hey friends, this is Rob. Welcome to day number eight of, uh, is it eight? I think so. Hey, welcome to day number eight of an experiment I'm calling Give Us This Day, Our Daily Guinness. Every day for a year, I'm drinking a pint of Guinness and recording a podcast episode. Hey, let's have a few... Pause for big stretch. Uh, a, few, a few years ago, I was watching a talk given by a, an artist, a vocalist, a master in the world of music, Bobby McFerrin, and he was talking to a crowd about the fact that uh, a lot of people say that they are tone deaf. A lot of people that aren't don't consider themselves very musical. He made the point that actually nobody's tone deaf. And his biggest point was when your uh, phone rings and you pick it up, I mean, pre-caller ID at this time. Uh, if your phone rings, you pick it up uh, and your mom's on the other end and she says, hi, you instantly know who it is. That's because the tone of their voice you have you, has been burnt into your memory. You recognize it instantly. It because Not because you've been practicing, okay, I'm going to listen to recording my mom, I'm going to listen to recording of other people, and now i got to like work really hard and do it. No, he's, it's natural. You just naturally know because of the amount of time you've been around that person. It's just repetition. The amount of t conversations you've had with that person has trained your mind to recognize that thing. And I've realized, you know, as I've been diving into the world of food and drinks and trying to get better at tasting things, uh, I've recognized that food might be the same way because of my experience trying to be intentional with food and drink, trying to practice thinking and drinking. Uh, and now that even this phrase, thinking and drinking, 
uh, came from a conversation I had with wine sommelier Leslie Miller. Uh, we sat down and recorded a podcast conversation in March of 2018. And by the way, I'll link to that conversation in the show notes below if you want to give the whole thing a listen. It's fantastic. Massive fan of Leslie. Would love to have her back on the show. Uh, but the show... <laughs> Like, <laughs> sometimes I get in such a roll with this crap. Uh, I'm, I'm, si- I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm in my studio. I've got. I'm surrounded by. I've got guitars uh, to my right here. I have uh, keyboards here on my left. I'm just surrounded by musical instruments. And for me, me now, I feel like I'm. Uh, I'm in radio DJ land. Let me. I'll have you back on the show or something. Uh, or L- Leslie, thanks for coming on the show. I'd, we'd love to have you back. Uh, now, a word from our sponsors. Uh, where the hell was I? Okay. Uh, oh yeah. In part of our conversation, she said this thought of hers as that I have completely stolen ever since it's called, she calls it thinking and drinking. And it's just about being intentional. Whenever you, you are sitting down with a glass of wine or a coffee or a beer, you just take a second to be intentional about your thoughts. Like, okay, what am I smelling with this? What am I tasting with this? Uh, you know, with wine, like, okay, what's the mouth feel like? Is it bubbly at all? Is it, is it cold? Is this beer flat? Does it have too much conversation? carbonation does it have too much carbonation uh when i first started doing this it was really intimidating because uh i went to a bunch of i've gone to a ton of different tastings all over the world whether it's uh, wine tastings i would go to or visiting distilleries in scotland uh, tasting scotch with master distillers or my time over in ireland going to guinness and sitting down with their team and talking about guinness and the flavor profiles of the beer whatever it is uh i started diving into trying to be more intentional about picking up the subtle notes of the the nose and what you're smelling or the palate what you're tasting and i started getting really intimidated at first and actually really embarrassed to ever share what i was tasting because i have one of my worst one of my biggest weaknesses and if you if you've been following along with podcasts uh, this is not going to come as a shocker to you, but one of my biggest weaknesses, I think, is my memory. Uh, I have a hard time. Uh, my conversation with Bruce Balgard back in the day on the podcast, uh, he called it proper noun deficit. He says where he just you know forgets proper nouns, people's names, the name of a place or a restaurant. I have the same kind of thing. I'll be t- I'll be tasting something. I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of am getting something. I can't put my finger on it. And my wife Sarah is standing next to me, and she has this amazing memory. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh yeah, that tastes like salted caramel or whatever it is. I'm like, damn it, you're totally right. And as soon as she says that, uh, it's obvious to me. Uh, however, that's exactly what I was just tasting too. Now, here's the deal. I started getting like kind of uh, intimidated and overloaded and had, I started like pushing back and be like, well, you know, maybe I just don't have a great palate. But then I realized it was a subconscious problem that I had. And the problem was this. I was... Uh, instead of asking whenever I'm tasting something, what am I tasting? What am I smelling? Subconsciously, I realized I was asking myself, what should I be smelling? What's the right answer here? What should I be tasting? And I... Oh, uh, holy shit. Okay, that's crazy because I'm even just saying that right now, I'm realizing that that is a massive part of living a curious life is when it comes to questions, getting rid of the need to like have to find the right answer. Uh, and I'm this... I this, 
this is so much deeper in my life. I think this goes back so much further back in my subconscious and my experience in life, my desire to like find the right answer. What what, should, what do I need to be doing in life? What's the right answer? Who, what, you know, should I, any choice I have, what's the right decision here? Instead of just like getting all that bullshit out of the way and just listening to myself, being present in the moment and listening to what I feel is right. Holy crap. I didn't mean to. <laughs> didn't mean to make this crazy deep, uh, but really, it's totally tied in for me with drinking and my palate and training myself to trust myself essentially. Uh, so instead of trying to ask what there's a there's a specific taste in this wine, there's a specific smell of this beer. What is the right answer? Instead, lately I've been trying to just get rid of all the bullshit, try to be present in the moment and just have fun with it and just ask myself, what do I taste? What do I smell right now? And a way I do that has a way that's really helped me a lot and freed me up a ton. We've kind of made a game out of it and I call it hyper specific tasting notes. Every morning that I'm in town, spent I spend I'm home with Sarah, uh, we have a routine and that routine is I make coffee every morning for us. And every morning before I brew the coffee, I'll take the the freshly ground beans and I'll take it into Sarah and we'll both smell it. And we'll, I, the only thing is you just name whatever you think it smells like. Uh, well, then we'll say it like this morning. It's the craziest thing. I, I ground these beans that my buddy uh, Tim Guggenon, uh roasted. I was smelling it. I couldn't put my finger on it, but for some reason, it reminded me, all I could think of was a chicken sandwich. Uh, and I took it to Sarah, and I, as I'm walking up to her, I'm literally like a couple feet from her nose, and I'm saying, this is really weird, but I'm, I'm getting like this almost Wendy's chicken sandwich. And she instantly goes, yeah, it's lettuce. It's like, what? She's like, yeah, I'm getting, it's that, uh, that iceberg lettuce chopped up really fine. And then they put it on top of a crispy chicken sandwich at Wendy's. And then, uh, that the heat of the patty kind of, uh, steams that lettuce and the smell of the steamed fresh iceberg lettuce. That is exactly what I was picking up on top of a chicken sandwich. Uh, when we were doing this, when we're smelling, uh, the coffee and trying to just like say whatever comes to our mind, we are, the goal is we try to be as hyper specific as possible. And actually the weird thing is the more I do this, the more I do the hyper specific thing. And my mind is getting faster at connecting the smell to the memory of other things I've tasted. I think that's the cool thing for me is that we are surrounded by food and drink that is constantly calling us to be present and in the moments. I love that about scotch specifically for me that connects me. Scotch just takes me wherever I am, no matter where I am mentally. It forces me to be present and in the moment and in that glass thinking about what it is I'm smelling and tasting and it just centers me. It's like this micro meditation. You know, I've been thinking about doing a live event, maybe in, either in person or online with Leslie Miller about uh, a tutorial for I've always been curious about tasting better, how to uh, dive into this whole thinking and drinking thing. If you think that'd be valuable, if you think that's something that you would dive into, I would love to hear from you. Call the podcast hotline. Tell me where you're at with this whole thinking and drinking and tasting and palate thing. Are you intimidated by it? Have you been diving into it over the past years? Do you think all of this is just a load of crap? Uh, hit me up the podcast hotline, leave me a message and the numbers in the show notes below, or you can just email me at rob at the curious 
And hey, if you were listening to this uh, about uh, thinking and drinking and hyper-specific tasting notes, and a friend of yours came to mind, a buddy uh, that's been thinking about diving this into this too, or you've maybe had conversations about uh, tasting things better, and you think they would find this valuable, share this podcast. And by doing that, you are being a part of this conversation. Thank you so much for joining in. Here's Leslie, and as always, stay curious. Find you it. constantly are eating and drinking. Yeah. And you're constantly oh, thinking yes. and drinking. Okay. And it's, it's the secret behind yes. being really, really good yes. at eating. Yes. And being really good at drinking. Yes. Oh, right. man. I love... Okay. You just said <laughs> thinking and drinking. Yeah. And I'm totally going to steal that because you I've should. just been using like... I've been using... In, I've been trying to find a word for it. I've been saying intentional dr- tasting. Thinking and, being and drinking. Moment, thinking and drinking. Just... It's really simple. Oh, just simple. Yes. Simplify it, right? Because when you turn, it's one thing as Americans, we don't, we drink to, well, we drink to forget, right? We yeah. drink to yeah. relax. We, I, and which is why I think that as Americans, we all probably are also more abusive yeah. with alcohol. Yeah. For me in my world, wine is food. So uh, I treat it like food. Hell yes. Right? Yes. And I then love it's this. it's part yeah. of your okay. meal yeah. and then it's an experience that you can yeah. talk about. Yeah. And then you're constantly thinking about the flavors. Yes. And yeah, I mean, you're if you drink two glasses of wine, let's face it, you're gonna get yeah. tipsy. Yeah. But if you if you sip it and taste and eat and enjoy and yeah. make it an experience yeah. for not just yourself, but yes. maybe it's the two of you sitting on the floor eating a bunch of uh, horrible, you know, snacks. salami <laughs> totally. and yeah, cheese whiz, <laughs> yes. you know, oh, it man. becomes kind of this thing where I don't know. It just, for me, it, it just is. It's more part of my life, and I feel like in the people that I hang out with, yeah. my friends, yeah. we cannot wait to eat with wine. Yeah. We, we cook all the time. We're cooking according to the... Mm-hmm. And it's not this weird, nerdy, techie thing. Yeah. We're doing it just because we enjoy it. It adds value. It's all it just adding, adding value to yeah. it. Yeah. When I am talking with people about music or mm-hmm. even friends with tasting, I have a lot of friends that want to taste scotch better or something. Yeah. My, my big thing is stop asking if you like... The question of do I like this or do I not like it, throw that out of your mind. Right. It's all about what are you tasting or what yeah. are you hearing right now. Right. And I wondered if that's a constantly a question that's always on your mind. Yeah. Of this is a well-built song mm-hmm. uh, in relation to what you just said. How do you ask yourself, not do I like this wine mm-hmm. or this drink or not, how do I know if it's well-built or not? Yeah, like, where is, is it going? One. Yeah. Where is it and going? So that was, that's what I'm curious about. I worded that question in the lamest way but I'm, no. I'm wondering what question so then what do you ask yourself in the same way you just know the song is a, a crafted piece of art which they are, all of their tunes are yeah how do you know if a piece of a glass of wine is a well crafted yeah that's hard so for me you know I'm not yeah. like a music person I just yeah. know that I like it yeah. so I'm the same way that if somebody mm-hmm. came to me and says I know that I like wine but I don't know why yeah. I'm the same person probably yeah. with music I yeah. love every genre of music yeah. and I just don't even know why yeah. I think it's because there's something inside of it that, that I don't even know where it's going but I'm excited to hear where Okay. with wine it's all about the length of the wine you know, is it short and fast and dissipates like okay. it goes away yeah. same thing if you were drinking beer yeah. scotch gin, okay. you know, all those pieces. Yeah. Is there a lingering aspect of it that makes you think about it? 
Yeah. Do you think about food to go along with it? Or is it just kind of like short, quick? Does it go away? Um, does the Do length of it... remember it. Is it memorable? Yeah, yeah. is it memorable? Exactly. Yeah. When we start to talk about layers of wine, yeah. you know, for me, I, I visualize a lot of regions because I've yeah. been to a lot of regions. Yeah. So when somebody's talking to me about, like, for instance, mm-hmm. Willamette Valley... There's a soil there. It's called jory clay soil. Jory it's a, clay soil. It's a okay. Thick red sticky clay, mm-hmm. and you get it on your boots, and it like you can never get it off, yeah. basically. And it's that you know the vines coming up out of it because vines are very soluble and they suck up pretty much mm-hmm. everything into their you know yeah. vines and yeah. then disperse that into the grapes. Yeah. And so you can taste it and smell it and you can feel it. Okay. Really? So you can, for me, like I'm visualizing, yes. you know, I'm like, oh, well, Lama Valley. And then somebody's like, oh, it's actually in the Dundee Hills, you know, or Eola Amity. I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've stood in that piece of property. Yeah. And you, for me, a lot of times I can visualize the smell of it, the taste of it. Yeah. And, and you know, wine really at the end of the day is agriculture. And yeah. so if it's manufactured, which there are wines that are manufactured, they yeah. they live between 3 and $5, and that's totally cool. Yeah. But wine, really, at the end of the day, should be about agriculture. Beer yeah. is manufactured, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's, I mean, when you go into a brewery, it looks like a factory. Yeah. A winery, yes, looks, it's a winery, but yeah. it starts with a piece of fruit that you grew. Yes. Now, the beer nerds are probably rolling their eyes right now. So thinking, where do you get the most? What about, hops? Yeah, what about, the you know, what about yeah. that? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I have yeah, these yeah. conversations with them, too, about yeah. it, where we nerd out. Yeah. But when you think about, like, it is the only thing that we have. We don't add water to the tank. Yeah. You know, it's grapes. Yeah. That's it. So all those things, when they come full force, yeah. are all dependent on what happened in that year. I love, okay, that's a cool, that's a really cool way to look at it because, um, and your answer is, your answer to my horrible question was money. (laughs) 